How's it going, going everyone? Welcome, Welcome to another, another episode, episode of the Soapstone. Uh, my name is Jake. Jake. I am joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's That's it going tonight, Dave? It's good. Sorry for interrupting. I thought it'd be way, way funnier, but it was actually terrible. Yeah, I was kind of uh, curious why you were messaging me on Discord while, while, while talking here. Let's just close that so you can't harass anymore. <laughs> the illusion's gone. <laughs> It was it was really impressive though. You were saying that at such frequency, and then posting the messages in Discord as well. It's a skill, mm-hmm. a gift even. So, uh, what game are we talking about tonight, Dave? I don't know. Like, what are you? <laughs> yeah, I don't have anything. What are, you, what are you in the mood for? Oh, what are you well, feeling? Hmm. Game wise. Game game wise. The specified game wise. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I already had some pizza, so. Uh, I feel like I can't be in the mood for pizza anymore, though. That's not how that works. <laughs> I have to stay in the mood for pizza. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, I don't have a specific game that's worth talking about, I think. It's all basically garbage. <laughs> that's not true, but... Uh, way, to, way to shit on the whole podcast, though. <laughs> yes. It, honestly, anyone who just discusses games, they're wasting their time. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, no, but... I think uh, I think we could probably talk about you know what we've been playing recently. What we're looking forward to playing. Um, I know recently I saw you were actually streaming. Don't advertise that to people. Some of that, some of that hot lava. Yeah, it is. You can uh, some hot lava. Yeah, just just to be sure. I mean, Dave's saying I shouldn't advertise for him, but it is twitch.tv slash pewdiepie.com. So <laughs> Jake, they now they know. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what that would resolve to because the top level domain would be PewDiePie. <laughs> it's like everything else would be a subdomain since it ends in .com. Yeah. I think. Maybe the slash. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Hot Lava, though. Yeah. We talked a, about it a little bit. It's a good game. It is. I was about to say free to play, but I meant to say indie. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of. <laughs> That's how we draw them in. We yeah. told them the game is free even though it costs money. <laughs> I think it's either like 15 or 20 on Steam, Mm -hmm. but it is a really fun platformer, very nostalgic of playing the lava game when you were a kid, where you just try to jump from thing to thing, uh, drove your parents crazy and knocked over a shit ton of furniture. Yeah. But, oh my god, I like it. I actually injured myself playing that once, because I was really dumb, and I... uh, 
I was like, fish tank. Fish tank should be able to support the average weight of a oh, young no. young mm-hmm. teenage child or whatever I was. Probably like 10-ish. 10-ish. And <laughs> Sean Connery. But uh, yeah, that was bad, so don't do that. The game, though, looks a lot more fun than like skinning your knee. Um, decent graphics. It's got that kind of like... Uh, is it like cell-shaded? Cell I, I, I saw oh, the trailer. Oh, well, no. For it. it's... it's definitely not like Breath of the Wild no. style, but... The graphics are decent for how low budget I assume it is, mm-hmm. but <laughs> the characters you play as are essentially little opposable action figures from like late '80s, early '90s. Yeah, and you can unlock different cosmetics for them. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, my guy has nunchucks, or like a briefcase on his back, or a boombox, or dynamite, or like a little throwing star. I, l- I like the idea that you play as the action figures instead of the heroes because that's all we really wanted as kids right yeah you see like the action figure for the show that you watch on cartoon like on cartoons on saturday mm-hmm. and you're just like i want to be that action figure <laughs> <laughs> i think it's part of like it's kind of a combination of you wanting to you know not touch the floor because it's lava right yeah but also like when you play with like little action figures you're like the tech tech skateboards as a kid right you kind of move them around and pretend it was a certain scenario so it's like a mishmash of that so it's kind of like kind of like the same setup as like army men where it's just like you take a toy and then you just imagine it is real yeah no i like that setup it's uh really fun the music for it's surprisingly compelling the level layout you're usually in a i think you start out in a school Mm -hmm. and you're just going through like the hallway the cafeteria gymnasium and there's fun interactions. Yeah. And I keep going through the same levels trying to beat my own time. You find shortcuts, which you're like, how the fuck did they... Oh. Does it have like a time trial or ghost mode type thing where you see the, uh, the your high score kind of ahead of you? I think it's an option. I got rid of it because I was doing it around the same pace each time. Mm-hmm. So I would just constantly get confused. I'm like, where am I? <laughs> but they have different challenges per level, like... Did you beat the level? Did you beat it within 12 minutes? Did, Did you, you beat it within the six minutes? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That counts as a death, actually. <laughs> oh. You die in the game. Die in real life. You die in the game. <laughs> they have some other little unlockables and stuff. But it's just fun. And mainly I do it to try and beat my friend's high scores. Yeah. So it's got like a leaderboard thing? Does it like use Steam? Yeah, I think it's just local. It's friends plus, because I've seen some other people who I don't know. Hmm, interesting. Oh, so it's probably like... Your local friends, and then people who okay. are probably close to you in the leaderboard. Gotcha. I'd guess. Yeah. I've seen a couple of games kind of, like, do yeah. that. Or it's, like, it tries to keep you from being completely, like, shut down. So it shows, like, the next five people above you and five people below you or yeah. something like that. And then off to the side, you're like, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. I'm, like, midway through this. And then you realize you're, like, 900,000th from the top. And you're like, yeah. Yeah, you look up the Mortal Kombat tower, you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Why are people good? <laughs> How dare they? <laughs> Oh, that sounds interesting, though. It's kind of um, how's the uh, how's the actual acrobatics traversal feel compared to like some other games that are sort of like that? Say so, like um, I can't count Assassin's Creed because it's not really no, that. I was but, gonna like, say Dishonored closest would probably be Mirror's Edge. Okay, because right. you have that first person you're running around, uh, jumping on stuff. You can grab onto ledges, bars, swing off stuff, jump on trampolines. Okay, and you also do get a bit of air control. Mm-hmm. So one of the mechanics they teach you early is if you're on a flat surface and there's a wall, but then behind that wall is another flat surface, you can kind of jump 
mm-hmm. past the wall, and then turn to land back on the. Okay, so you can you can kind of like switch direction a bit. A little bit. That's cool. Yeah, I'm actually I'm I'm more interested in it with the comparison to Mirror's Edge because mm-hmm. that's just the fluidity of the movement in that game was so nice. It is not that good though. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's fair to say up front. It has it has similar notes, I'll say. <laughs> so it's four mirrors out of five edge. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I was like I said, streaming the other night and some random person joined was like, Hey, what do you think of the game? And I was just, you know, touting when I am now. I'm like, I like it for this reasons. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, Oh, I actually might check it out. I was like, cool i mean i don't get anything out of it <laughs> right i'm glad that somebody else is going to share in the enjoyment of something that i enjoy hopefully so you just sent off a message to the developer being like i demand royalties i'm Should spreading awareness cents, thank you for your game <laughs> i mean if i'm gonna get money from anybody it should be ninja theory for that send you a cosplay that's true oh man yeah i'll just bring up a picture of that so you guys can see it right now it's a really good-looking cosplay. I think you can all agree. Can you hear the picture? <laughs> it's, it's pretty legit. No, it was really cool, though. Shout-out to Jenny for helping with a lot of that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Chow Oral for doing some of the more intense costuming pieces. Yeah. As I am not that talented or patient. No, I think it, I think he was probably uh, one of the best-looking Senua uh, cosplayers at MAGFest. So. I, was, I was the only one. <laughs> you can't see Jake's face, but... <laughs> He just, knew what he was doing. Just assume that regardless of what tone of voice I use, it's always sarcasm. You're my favorite grandson. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, right. That was It was uh, really cool, though. Um, so, yeah, Hot Lava sounds like, sounds like fun. Um, I might pick that up if it goes on sale. I think it's early I'll access right now. I'll buy it for if it goes on sale, honestly. <laughs> yeah. I think you'd like it, personally. Yeah. I mean, if it is... Uh, kind of like a mirror's edge light I think that could be a pretty good experience a little more traversal and things I'm not like opposed to uh, that kind of game uh, yeah. definitely it, it's interesting though like I, I gotta give them props just for the genre I guess because it doesn't really exist I mean it's like roughly a racing well, game but not really time trial stuff does kind of exist but it's not usually in that format right and you can time trial literally any game it's called speed running <laughs> like undertale what's that clock doing <laughs> yeah actually i i think uh if i ever made a game or something like that i would have to add a speed running clock even if it was the least applicable to the genre imaginable like you make like a hundred hour rpg or something like that and you're just like all right and if i look in options there's like language and graphics and there's a checkbox for speed runner clock, speed running clock oh <laughs> yeah. that's always nice to have though have you done anything that would be time trial based or you've actually had to monitor the time outside of um probably Zelda? <laughs> yeah uh probably probably just racing games it's been a while for me I think like Gran Turismo or I don't usually I don't usually do simulation Forza. racing, uh, like Gran Turismo. I do, you do play actual racing. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> yes, I, on the on the street with my car that is overdue her maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I do play Nude for Speed. I played the um, almost definitely not the last one. Now I haven't really been following the series much, but I used to play it back in the day, and I had like one of those. Um, the old like serial style joystick connection 
uh, wheel and pedals. Oh, wow. And I had that, like, as a kid, and I was like, this is freaking awesome. With, like, my CD-ROM and, like, Need for Speed. It wasn't Hot Pursuit. It was, um... Underground? Like, it was, like, Most Wanted or something. Okay. It was really old. That like, is pretty old. I think it came out, like, early 2000s. Um, and I think, like, we just, like, donated the racing wheel or something. And then later, years later, I was like, man, you know, now I have my computer and stuff. It'd be really cool if I could, like, play with the racing wheel. And I look, look up, and they're all, like, really expensive, actually. <laughs> like, why did we donate this? <laughs> could have just got an adapter. But, uh... Yeah, I think the the last one I played was the 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 new kind of uh, Need for Speed Most Wanted, I believe, or Hot Pursuit, um, which was fun. But uh, other than that, I usually don't play uh, time things that much. It's actually stressful for me. Yeah, uh, I understand that sentiment a lot. It's like a lot of people um, that I've talked to actually have like a similar sensation where, um, say, like Majora's Mask or something, where the entire game is timed. As soon as they realize that it's timed, before realizing the timed component actually doesn't impact your progression that much, um, they actually stop playing the game. And I was in the same boat. Like, as a kid, I tried it, saw it was timed, and was like, nope, <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> and it's actually just a really good game. Yeah, so, pretty solid. So basically, what we're saying is... Um, Hot Lava is probably as good as... Oh, that's what we're talking Majora's about. Mask. <laughs> Comparable, same tier, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I don't, I don't hit, hit those games up uh, very often, though. More recently, I've been playing uh, things like RPGs, um, playing a lot of Persona, which is actually necessary if you want to beat the game, because I'm like... Yeah, uh, here it's... 85 hours time, in. Time-intensive. <laughs> It's it's a commitment. More so or less so than Witcher 3? That's actually tough. So, I think Witcher 3 probably... I actually don't know. So what I was going to say was, I think Witcher 3, if you go for completion, might be longer. But I don't know how you define completion for Persona, where it's just like, you can spend kind of an infinite amount of time fighting things and like random encounter not random encounters, so i guess but... all unlockables in the game it's i like... don't know if it has anything like side quests or anything comparable to that it kind of it's it's like i this is my go-to is a pokemon dating simulator <laughs> not where you date the pokemon but you date and then incidentally there's pokemon machoke though more <laughs> like machoke me daddy <laughs> uh how do i how do i delete cut that this? joke how please do I... it was real bad <laughs> i'll definitely remember to go back and cut that um i think it's 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 not that, but it is like uh, it's kind of like it's not a linear game, but it is based off time. So it's like you, you go day by day. You have your choice of whatever you want to do in the day, um, and then you kind of like build relationships. Well, that's the dating sim part of it, um, and you have like a bunch of activities. And the actual combat uses your personas, you know, your Pokemon. <laughs> and uh, but there's a tie-in to the personas and the relationships built. Yes. So like like previous entries in the series, um, they have a tarot card system where each um, kind of main character you can build a relationship with uh, has uh, one of the tarot tarot symbols like empress, emperor, you know, death, something like that. And each of the personas also has a card type. So if you have a really good relationship with a person who corresponds their tarot card corresponds to that persona's tarot card, you get like a bonus. So they'll like 
uh, if you craft them, like if you fuse two, two personas together to make a new one, um, and you have a high affinity with that type, it'll like level up a bunch. Um, and it, it is pretty cool. Like as you develop these relationships, they give you in-game bonuses for things. Um, and it just kind of progresses over time. It just becomes this, like, uh, I've described it as like another turn type, uh, situation where it's like with Civ, you're like, all right, I'm going to play one more turn. We're going to expand the empire. And then on the next turn, everything. Oh, so you're saying it's, it's addictive in that regard where you yeah. want to keep making that extra little bit of progression. Exactly. Thinking, oh, it won't take me that long. Yeah, like this but... Stardew Valley or something like that, where it's like, um, that game probably has it worse because it saves at the end of the day. And then, uh, so if you want to quit, you have to start quit at the start of a new day, which explicitly goes against your kind of directive when you're playing it. But I don't know. I've woken up on a Monday before. <laughs> yeah, and it's time to quit. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Persona is really fun, and is I'll, the not to interject is the combat RPG esque still? Yeah, it's um, it's it's like turn based Final Fantasy yeah. type. It is turn based. It's um, I don't think there's necessarily like a speed stat. It seems like it's based off of you can have like a party of up to four people, and uh, you can be up against a variable amount of enemies, just like Final Fantasy. Um, usually, people go in the same order, but it's not like your whole team and then their whole team. Unless you, like, get the jump on them. Um, in which case, uh, then your whole team gets to go before anyone there does. It's called an ambush. It's kind of useful. But they don't do the, uh, they don't do, like, the Final Fantasy thing where you just, like, run around in the overworld. Doesn't and have the random encounters? They don't, yeah. They don't have random oh, encounters. They have yes. um, enemies in the overworld. And they'll have, like, a 3D model. Well, they all have 3D models, but... Um, they have a different model until you actually go into combat, and then they have this like shadow transformation thing, and they turn into whatever you're actually fighting. So, um, you can kind of like run around in the world and avoid enemies or encounter them. But opt in if you want to. Yes, yeah, and like have the advantage of sneaking up on them. There's like this stealth kind of mechanic where you can like be in cover and move from cover to cover, and if you're in stealth, you are literally undetectable. So. That's useful. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see uh, where the game goes. I know that uh, so the company that made it is, is Atlas. They actually had a... Um, I was, like, reading an article about it, and apparently uh, people were, like, streaming the game, and they said, like, right up front, they're like, hey, if you stream beyond this one point in the game, like a day or, or something like that on the calendar, then we're going to, like, issue takedown notices and stuff. Ooh. And I'm like, what, though? Because, I mean, even if your game has a big twist, that's weird. Like, you know, it's almost like the Streisand kind of effect where by trying to hide it, you make it more obvious. I am not a witch. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. We, says, won't, we won't talk about that at all. Says the obvious witch. <laughs> um, Do they ever justify the reasons for that? They just don't want it spoiled, I assume? Yeah, they didn't want it spoiled. But, I mean... I don't see why you would expect your game to get different like preferential treatment when it comes to streamers yeah. and spoilers and things. Because there's lots of games which are, I'd say, more story-heavy mm -hmm. than Persona. But yeah. they have full playthroughs. Yeah. All of them. Yeah, and I... Sorry, some people don't want to play the whole thing. You just want to watch it. Like I started playing Witcher 3 recently, mm -hmm. and at some point I do care about what happened in Witcher 1 and 2. Yeah. But I don't have the patience to go back and play that oh, shit. Yeah. Not worth it. So <laughs> it seems easier for someone like me to go and 
watch somebody else do it. Yeah. Without commentary as like a second monitor thing. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. You definitely like experience it like that or in The Witcher you could, you know, read the journals which detail kind of some of the stuff that's happening in the past. But yeah, I mean, even if your game has a big twist, that's no excuse to expect preferential treatment over what everybody else does, so it's just this weird it's really weird, right? I expect that more from an indie dev who's like this means something. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, it means different things to different people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm playing the game because it's fun. <laughs> yeah, you can't force an experience. Yeah. But you mentioned The Witcher, so have you... I know you were playing it for a while. Have you played it any recently? I, I've i been distracted because somebody <laughs> started up a Minecraft server again. So Minecraft episode well, impromptu yeah. here in the middle. <laughs> Combo breaker. <laughs> we'll definitely get into that at some point. But I have really been enjoying Witcher 3. Mm-hmm. I wish I had picked it up earlier because of how much filleting you've uh, done for it over the years. Here's the thing, though. Even though I've, like, sung its praises in, like, languages I don't even know out of, like, respect for the game, I did not actually know you would like it. I didn't expect that because I know you don't usually like open-world games. Yeah, those can definitely be hit or miss. I did enjoy Metal Gear Solid Five. That's but true. because I enjoy Metal Gear series, mm-hmm. uh, there's a couple of other ones which are still decent, but at a point it's like kind of repetitive. Yeah. Or it, we've talked about this before, but it kind of has to. If you have such an open area and you're not directing the player where to go, you need to have content in areas so it's not a fucking wasteland. Yeah. But the more you do that, the easier it is to be like, well, we're going to kind of copy paste something like these. Oh, there's a bandit camp. Yeah. And some other shit here. But for The Witcher, they've done a really good job of fleshing things out. Mm-hmm. And maybe you do have like these minor, really dumb side quests. Yeah. But the character who's given you that side quest has personality. There's tie-ins to the world. And it's not just, my cat's stuck in the tree. <laughs> it's it's kind of, really it, interesting. It's kind of the opposite. And I don't want to like cut ties with bethesda here because i'm still you know i'm still hoping but um it's the opposite of what bethesda's done with radiant quests where it's just like talk to a person they'll say a generic line that could be applied to many situations yeah like have one different noun and it'll be like and it's in bruma (laughs) you know whatever and then it's just an auto-generated like random quest that doesn't really matter and you're Um, like yeah i can do a loading screen for this (laughs) yeah exactly right i will pay one loading screen (laughs) Um, like those, those can have their place. Um, I think that's fine in a game, but I mean, who honestly, if given the option between playing a fleshed out quest with characters that are interesting, that have their own motivations versus something random, the game engine came up with, like, why, why would you pick the random one? Yeah. Unless the game's just better. I don't think it, I don't think it is. (laughs) And also we're shitting on Bethesda. Witcher three is a lot better as far as... (laughs) A graphical interaction mm-hmm. like there's still some things that'll happen in between cutscenes or me just walking around where i'm like that was a little goofy yeah but that's really my only issue with the game mm-hmm. the I'm, horse the horse bugs <laughs> i don't know if you've gotten any but not as much but i know that's a, a full meme i've seen a lot on yeah i know skyrim and the horse had that as well yeah horses are horses are hard to do <laughs> <laughs> but like the combat's been really solid mm-hmm and, like, the main quest and even, like, the secondary quests, <sighs> fucking great. Yeah. Like, I know I was telling you about in Velen, kind of that first area. Mm-hmm. 
you're in the swamp and you're interacting with different people and you're like, I don't know what's going on or how any of these people interact. But then I went through like three different quests and they all tied back together and I was like, yeah. holy shit. Yeah. And all the side characters, even like the kids, I I, I don't like kids in general. That's, right. Yeah. I mean, they're the worst. It's not for me. Obviously. Maybe if I had like a cousin or like a nephew or niece, I'd be like, oh, like you're cool. Yeah. I can tolerate kids, but I don't like them because they're young. Right. They don't know anything yet. Right. I'm glad that you don't like young kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for the record. Um, but like they gave the kids like good lines for kids. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because um, you as the main character Geralt is you're talking to these bunch of orphans. You're like, where are your parents? Mm-hmm. And he's like, there's a war going on. Don't you know? <laughs> Dead parents, therefore orphans. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit, that's a good line for a kid. Yeah. It wasn't just like, gee, hey, mister. Yeah. It wasn't dumb stuff. All the characters are really fleshed out. Yeah. And I like that personable human dialogue. That's something that that game does, like, really well, is putting the characters into the world. Like, it would. it's easy to just have a copy-paste kid. You're just like, innocent person doesn't know anything. But in The Witcher, the world's, like, brutal. It's violent. It's, like, uh, aggressive. Um, there's nothing polite about it, and it's just like this necessity to survive. You wouldn't have just like, oh, some guy stole my sweet roll, you know, or something like that. Kids, like that's not the scale of the problems they're dealing with. Yeah, even as kids. So, I think putting in that little effort, making them vulgar or like sarcastic or something like that, um, helps tie everything else together. Oh yeah. Also, the sarcasm is fucking heavy-handed in that game, but it's done in a really nice way. <laughs> yeah. I also appreciate it due to my own heritage, but... Right. As a sarcastic person. Yeah, so sarcastic <laughs> as a person. My parents were sarcastic, and their parents were Before sarcastic. Them, so. <laughs> yeah, no, The Witcher was a... I mean, it's still a contender for me for just the best open-world game out there, like, ever. Um, I know a lot of people would... Uh, compare or they they might put breath of the wild ahead of that that's an easy choice for me because i've never played that game so or super mario odyssey right i haven't played that one either i don't know if that is that is that considered open world because it's is it and it's like multiple worlds isn't it i don't i I don't i've seen literally like trailers i would say to some degree it is because it seems to play more like that compared to previous mario titles Mm -hmm. i guess that's fair um, like Super Mario <laughs> or Mario 64 Super Mario 64 much more linear for sure <laughs> yeah um, but yeah I mean Witcher 3 very solid I actually took a break through the middle of the game um, when after playing it I think I had like a time off or something I played it for like a week and this I played it true. like another week like after work and I was like I think I've put in, like, 100 hours. I'm going to take a small break. And I took, like, a couple weeks. And then I came back to the game and put, like, another 20 or 30 hours in it to actually finish finish it off. And it's one of those games where eventually I'm just, like, I can't 100% this one. I can't do every side quest. There comes a point where I need to concede and push the main quest. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't because any of the side content was bad. It was just, like... I have to do other things in my life. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard to do all of it, and the main stuff is good enough where it doesn't need to be padded out with secondary things. Yeah, 
but it is cool you can have that as an option so it's not just you going through the main quest but you can't talk to a stranger they're just like generic npc lines so we're like hey uh there's this monster out back like i'll pay you to kill it it's yeah it's really fucking our shit up you're like cool i got you i think one of the uh without turning this whole thing into a witcher podcast Damn one it. of the things i appreciate about it was the um you mentioned like oh the monster out back go kill it um there's almost always in the witcher games an investigation phase it's probably the way i'd put it for the monster where Geralt's like gathers the descriptions of various people about what they think like the monster is what it Mm. looks like what it does looks for signs tracks of the monster and basically tries to ascertain exactly what type of monster it is and at like the lower difficulties or like a normal if you're like like proficient with the game um you don't have to do like extra preparation but if you've got all your research in you know exactly what the monster is you can like look through your potions you can look through your oils and basically set yourself an offensive kit just to kill this thing and like on the higher difficulties it's it's almost necessary and super rewarding because when you can just like go into that fight and you put all of this effort in and it all actually pays off that's something like an mmo quest where it's just like go kill a bunch of things or go kill this big guy or whatever it's like it doesn't have the same level of impact i would say it's more like an mmo at the higher difficulties again Mm-hmm. More like an MMO boss where you actually have mechanics to deal with and you're not just oh yeah DPSing and hoping for the best. And sometimes like multiple phases, like monsters will retreat back to their lair and then you've got other problems maybe to contend with. And yeah, whole setup's great. I will say though, I am the guy who just has a sword, will eat mid-combat and just <laughs> charge in and wail <laughs> on it until I die or it dies. <laughs> sometimes it works. Um Basically, this was, I think The Witcher came out for PC to tide people over for Monster Hunter. Um, and then many years after, Monster Hunter came out, and now Monster Hunter is going to come out for PC eventually. I was actually going to mention that at some point anyway. Yeah. Do you transition off of the game about Monster Hunter to the game about, about Monster Hunter? Hunter yeah. Because <laughs> you and I both picked it up for PS4 and played together with some friends. Yeah. And spent, a, I'd say, a good amount of time on that. Mm-hmm. Are you also going to pick it up for PC? I probably will. It depends on the crowd and how dedicated people are. Yeah. Um, there's some people there who like I just love playing co-op games with. Um, not to say the people I played with on, PC, on PS4. I fucking but, hate you guys. <laughs> uh, not to say the other people uh, weren't good friends, but it's more. I have more friends that play on PC, so I feel like there's a good chance we could probably like roll squad deep four people pretty consistently Um, yeah i think it'd be good so also i mean so much of that game is like skill or knowledge that um i feel like i could get through the content to catch kind of up to where i'm at in uh, ps4 like much quicker um i say that and i'm gonna struggle at pink rathian for like a month (laughs) pink rathian's a punk ass it's that's yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't go into the Monster Hunter uh, topic either too, too, too hard. But let's go through all of it from monsters. Why yeah, we hate each one. I know, no, but uh, but spear, that's the key. Lance, shield, call it a day. It's not flashy. It's not exciting. It's not fun. It's effective. <laughs> 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 uh, 
it's not effective now. <laughs> is that what you went with at the end of the day? Yeah. Because I know was... you were switching weapon classes around a bit. Yeah, a lot more early. I was like trying a bunch, trying a bunch of things, and some there's some really flashy weapons in that game that operate in like completely unique, awesome ways. Like I, I think the uh, the switch switch sword or switch axe. It's like yeah. it like starts out as like a sword. And you like build some energy. Oh, there's a charge sword as well. I'm thinking of build some energy. Like uh, actually take that energy from the attacks that you've dealt. Like imbue your sword with that energy. Charge it up a couple times and do like a massive transformation attack, where it just like causes causes like a small nuclear explosion, basically of lightning. And you're like, and like ridiculously hard to use all of this move set and difficulty. I didn't play that. <laughs> I yeah, played a same. basic one with like a couple attacks, and I knew the moves. Um, but I like that they both exist. I just transitioned from my Elder Scrolls Five of just uh, being a stealth archer, <laughs> yeah, but being bad at stealth. <laughs> You're like bow and gilly mantle. <laughs> yeah, it's stealth archer. Each weapon class is really rewarding to play. I just found bow is kind of where i felt most comfortable you can say mm-hmm. a bit of range yeah and just keep shooting rolling out and i like that you have the palico helper too yeah who can set up different utility things for oh here's a thing to heal you or here's a trap to stun the monster yeah or other interactions it's 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 another game where it's kind of like a series of progression and unlocks as you know many games are and uh I, I think it really pays off. Like it's got that. I'm gonna beat this monster. Yeah. I'm gonna get that loot. I'm gonna farm this guy. I'm gonna get that armor. Um which makes it really fun. Yeah, the bow is probably also a better call for Pink because man, that guy was Range. A yeah. Range, range is beautiful beautiful thing. It's like what if it fl- fl- what if it uh hovers here and you're kinda of just sitting below it and then it does like a tail attack that hits you with like a billion damage and poison? What if you just didn't? have that happen and you just sat to the side <laughs> um which is why i went to the lance lance has a counter ability where it's just like counter stance and then whatever the next attack is completely nullify it and take no damage um which works unless it's part of a combo in which case the second attack might kill you but it's fun times so i don't yeah. know there's there's a decent chance I'll pick it up for PC. I guess is the the TLDR at the end. Yeah, I just it's hard to justify like me spending the same amount of money again for the same game. on a new release. <laughs> so it's sixty dollars and then sixty dollars again. Right. Release this time. I'm not also paying for the online. That's true. That is true. Yeah, I got like uh, I just bought one of those like year keys yeah, somewhere. I actually. Mentally took a note when I messaged you on PlayStation Network the other day mm-hmm. to be like, edit the podcast. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I should I should cancel that. Yeah. So I actually went on to my PS4 and like, cancel subscription. Yeah. Because too many times you forget you have it. Mm-hmm. And then like the month or the end of the year rolls up. It's like, hey, we've taken your money again. I'm like, what? Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I like bought a key um, from like a distributor online or something. Because it was like pretty like decent sale discount, like for a year, and um, I actually don't know if I canceled the original subscription or not. But I like that I like that model where you can put in a key and it gives you that much time, and then you don't have cancels, to remember yeah. to cancel, right? 
because uh, I have enough subscriptions. Like I said, I've got like everything, and I forget to cancel everything. Netflix has to be one. Mm-hmm. Netflix, Crunchyroll. Yep. Um, there's actually probably more. I mean, gym membership, which you know, obviously every day, every day that gets used. <laughs> I would be squeezing Jake's muscles right now, but uh, my hand can't fit around his arms. <laughs> yeah, that's, that one's not true. Uh, so I had Netflix, Crunchyroll, um, Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime is a given. Uh, an extension of that, the HBO channel for Prime. Yep. Um, for a couple shows, uh, Westworld and uh, Game of Thrones. Those don't are don't bring up Westworld. Literally a couple. Don't bring up Westworld. Yeah, not that kind. I don't of have pod. time. To not talk that kind about of the thing. Um. <laughs> See what else we've got. Great uh, show, though. I've got subscriptions for D and D things. So I've got like um, Roll Twenty. Roll Twenty is one of them. Yep. The other one was D and D Beyond, um, which is like Wizard site for that. Um, I'm trying to think if I have anything else. I almost definitely do, but I can't remember. Rent. It. <laughs> yeah, it's rent kind is of a monthly rent subscription. Is a monthly subscription. <laughs> the consequences for not paying that one are more significant for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess it all just adds up and like half those services I don't even use. Obviously the gym, don't use that. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I don't know. I should probably audit my subscriptions. (laughs) Consolidate a few, maybe. Yeah. It's like, I don't know when I last watched something on Crunchyroll. Nothing has been really new or good outside of Megalobox, in my opinion. Like, Attack on Titan started a new season, I think. I haven't checked that I yet. I watched but. the first episode of the new season today. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Is it weird? Okay. The art style feels a little bit different. Oh. And, uh... I hate change. I don't, I, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything, but the, the tone of it feels a little bit different than I remember it being. Mm-hmm. And, uh... You're probably good not to spoil it. Okay. <laughs> With no heads up for me or any anyone listening to this. If you want to afterwards, I can mention a weird thing to you, but it, I don't want to... It may contain attacks. It may contain Titans. Okay, so Titans, Titanfall, Mechs, Diva Mech. Did you see the new Diva skin? That's true. I was recently alerted to the existence of this skin. Surfing? Surfing Diva? Surfing Surfing Yeah. Yeah. Um, naturally i'm probably gonna have to gonna have to ensure that the so uh can get this because she plays a lot of diva so yeah. I, I like how you really stepped it down from wife <laughs> yeah see, senior senior officer <laughs> no fratner is it fratner it yeah. significant Frat- oh that person lives with me yeah. <laughs> oh, oh yeah oh yeah i'm gonna figure out how to say that word fraternization fraternization Frat- we should just do an Frat- episode where we try it's to a frat that's <laughs> it's great so anyways uh yeah that skin um, for the summer games, which will be coming out probably the week that you guys listen to this, if you listen to it the week that it came out. Assuming that Sunday is the start of the week. Yes. So in about a week's time. <laughs> yes. In about a week's time. Yeah. Um, but you're not a big diva player yourself, are you? No, I played her a little bit. I mean, I can see that she's like necessary in a lot of high-level games because of like the skill set she provides. But... Uh, I don't really play her that much. Um, I think when it came to tanks, I usually played more like Zarya. Played less mobile, more kind of like death volley or adaptive. But that was that's like old style Zarya. I don't know if I've, I don't know if my skills have translated with the recent meta. 
Has her skill set changed? It hasn't at all, but like everything else around the game has kind of changed around her. On average, characters are way more mobile now, um, which means she's she's still really good. Any match where you've got her and like Reinhardt, you've got like a defensive core, yeah, um, and really good ultimate. But um, yeah, there's a lot of really mobile heroes. Like Genji's been around, Tracer's been around, um, but uh, introduction and- of Moira is very elusive. David uh, Bowie all slidey and stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just slide to the left. <laughs> slide. Um, but. Any other new mobile heroes? Yeah. I mean, there's the one, right? <laughs> uh, there's Wrecking Ball, also known as Hammond. Also known as Hamtaro. Hamtaro's my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Um, Not the character, the anime. And, uh, yeah, I never actually watched that. It's bad. Don't. Yeah, don't okay. It's bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and he's interesting. Like Hammond is, I think, going to be in an interesting place. He's he's live now. He's off the PTR, so you can just go play him. Um, a tank has a grappling hook, can hook onto things, roll around. Um, has some of the most ridiculous mobility in the game. Like he may just be the fastest hero on certain maps. Yeah, because you can kind of like grapple around a corner, build the momentum, and stay in ball form and just kind of charge through. Yeah. And they're like, well, our line of defense is broken. Yeah, exactly. And he starts shooting people from the back. Rush team kind of pushes through. And he's gonna, he he's got like some rollouts, which is like when you're going from spawn to the point, um, or from the spawn to a specific location, where he can like kind of go outside the map and like pendulum with his uh, grappling hook and momentum and come back in on the map, which I think is really strong. Um, and that that skill set's gonna be really good. It'll be interesting to see if. He gets picked up in the higher tiers because he's kind of like he doesn't actually provide anything defensive for his team so he's the second tank that does that the first was roadhog um who does see a lot of play but he can self-sustain he, yeah. he can like pull people out of position yeah i feel like pull position when i see a lot of dota 2 pro plays mm-hmm. certain characters are sort of just picked for hey i'm not really team beneficial but i'm good at picking off one guy yeah and sometimes if you can get that one person out you just then have a numbers advantage yeah and you can kind of play out that that's going to be the trick with ham with hammond because basically like at the top tier he is going to fill the same role as winston um and that he's supposed to dive in cause problems and you know get a get a kill or something drop drop on the back line um the question will be can he fulfill this role without any type of shielding like for his team? Is that going to be too offensively focused? Uh, he can't heal himself like Roadhog can, and he doesn't def- directly defend his team at all. So um, he's going to have to rely on just basically being hyper-aggressive and causing chaos, and we'll see if that's enough, I guess. I think everything else about the hero is really good, though. I mean, you'll find out in like a couple of weeks when he gets his first nerf. Yeah. <laughs> If he gets nerfed before being uh, enabled in competitive, that'll be the sign that uh, <laughs> it's a little too strong. But that's usually how Blizzard does it now. They'll roll out a hero and then have like kind of minimum cooldowns, maximum damage, uh, and tone it down a little bit after the fact. Because the opposite's actually really uninteresting. Is if you have a character that's released and out the gate, they're too weak. I mean, uh, Dota 2 does the same thing. Like what recent character has been buffed after being released initially. I think almost everybody gets nerfed. 
Yeah, I don't think you want to start out with somebody who sucks and then nobody's really going to pick them up. And you're like, hey, but that we fixed that thing and they're fun to play now. They're like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. It takes all the hype out of it, I think. Yeah. If a new character is out of the game, people are excited to play him, and then it's like, eh, it kind of just sucks. And Blizzard's done that in the past, um, kind of with Sombra and uh, Anna. Both kind of came out the gate and... You know, people tried to play them. Maybe they were good in some comps. And uh, it wasn't until later revisions that they really found their place. Um, yeah, even Doomfist was actually nerfed. Because he had, like, people were complaining he could hit people too easily. And the hitbox was, like, too tall, too wide. And Doomfist has never been, like, competitively super viable at, the like, the highest tiers. Yeah, but you still have to balance your pubs somewhat. Yeah. He was actually, I, I say this, he was picked literally once in the last uh, match. The Overwatch League? Yeah, between Philly and London. And uh, Philly picked him. I mean, they were destroyed. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> yes. But uh, he, he got a couple kills, like the life he was picked, and then things started to go downhill. But overall, it was already downhill. So we'll see if he's better now. Um the trick's going to be with Hammond. There's so many characters added to the game that have stuns. Like, uh, we were reaching maybe not quite uh, MOBA level of stuns, but we're slowly getting there. Are you saying, like, McCree's flashbang grenade, exactly. uh, Junk Rats trap, Maze Freeze? Yeah, Maze Freeze uh, is a hard stun once that executes. Um, but a lot, of, a lot more have been kind of like added to the game. Lucio has a boop. That's not a stun. It is a displacement, though. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of displacement and stun going on right now. Uh, Brigida was added. Um, if she uh, hit, you know, obviously shield bashes you. That's a stun. Um, it's just, and then the introduction of uh, Wrecking Ball, who's literally like all displacement. You're just gonna roll into people all day. Uh, it's it's gonna be really interesting. Oh. Sombra's the other one. She's She's been buffed a couple times kind of recently, and then recently was reworked. That went live. So she has permanent invisibility, and um, her translocator can stay up all the time. And uh, I think the hack, hack hasn't been changed, but if you hack somebody, they can't use their abilities. So certain characters are very susceptible to this. There's another question is going to be like, if Hammond is ever at risk of being good, are people going to like p- start picking up the new Sombra? Cause to just disable him was just a you can a turn him into ball. like almost nothing, just like free ult charge basically by hacking him. Because all of his defensive abilities, all of his escape, everything like that, are tied to his actives. So now I know his left click is obviously the Rudy Tooty McShooty. Yes, but what is his right click again? So I don't actually uh, his right click. Um, I don't even know if he has a right click. Okay, that <laughs> sounds like Sombra would really be a, <laughs> Actually, I'm, a so, bane for him. I'm trying to remember his exact key bindings, but basically he shoots his chain guns, he fires out the grappling hook, Yep. which is might be his right click. He's got shift, which turns him into the ball, um, which automatically happens if you use your grappling hook. He's got his E, which um, gives him his shields. So that's his proximity shields where he gets... 100 base shields, and then 100 more shields for every nearby enemy. So, really benefits jumping in the middle there, dropping your shields. Theoretically, like, the possibility to, like, 
have Zarya use a grab and they just roll in and use that and gain like 800 health is absurd. Like his base health is 600. Yeah. So that's like... Something that is a lot. It's almost like a personal Lucio ult. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Um, in fact, it's really similar to that, but without the immediate decay. Um, it just decays over time. But yeah. You hack him, he's going to have a pretty bad time because he's gigantic and should people have should have no problems hitting him i know i will because sometimes my accuracy is garbage but i think you've been decent from what i played you i've, I've been i've been all right recently but i have my days <laughs> i feel that there, there are days i miss his junk rat i'm just left clicking at the sun <laughs> hoping for the best yeah sometimes sometimes that grenade on the ground people don't see it you know <laughs> bounces into a corner they get knocked into the corner it's all it takes um yeah, he's, he's definitely an interesting hero. Um, and I can't blame them of not being, like, original in their design for this. I mean, yeah, you could literally pick, like, a hero from a MOBA and be like, oh, but the, the Sonic the Hedgehog hero exists in every game, you know? But um, as far as a first-person shooter, it's a weird concept to throw in there, I think. Yeah, but I'm liking the diversity they've put into the game. Mm-hmm. You have people who can fly. You have people who can blink teleport. Yeah. You have wet old Western style people. You have cyber ninjas. Mm -hmm. It's kind of across the board. I think a lot of those <laughs> niches. Voiced by Alex, right? Alex, Alex Mercer. No. Yeah, Alex <laughs> yeah, Mercer. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Mercer, of course. Um, Matt's when he listens to this, he's really going to appreciate that callback. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm putting these in here for you, Matt. <laughs> Call me. <laughs> Well, actually, he should email us at... <laughs> yeah, he should email us at uh, soapstonepodcast at gmail.com. I don't know. Should we just end the episode off that? I wasn't planning to. I just wanted to uh, <laughs> pepper in the email that a few people use. Yeah, well, I mean, it's there now, so you can't take that back. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for another episode of Soapstone. It's not that long. Uh, this one's probably slightly shorter, but... Jay, we have to we, make if we talk about the length every time they're gonna think we have a, a problem <laughs> we're cognizant of let's just say we're cognizant of the difference between the length of our podcast and other podcasts it's something to keep an eye on i have a lot of respect and uh awe for joe rogan <laughs> and the length of his podcast oh man but we should definitely make sure that we save some time for our sponsor so thank you again everyone for listening to the end and have a good night We'd like to thank our sponsor for this episode, Guinevere's Canned Bread. Can we bread? Yes, we can. Bread. Try their flavors now available in pumpernickel, sourdough, and toast.